Welcome back to another episode of the College Football Overdrive Podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Fred Purdue. I am joined by my esteemed colleague, Rick Brown. What's going on, Rick? Wow, 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 wow. Another Saturday, another crazy day in the world of college football. Fred, my buddy, are you okay? You know, one one Hall of Famer once said in a win but nonetheless the quote fits here i'm hurt dog don't ask me am i all right hell no why why are you hurt let's 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 break it down if you if you heard the show if you heard wednesday's show we had in there long great convo and analysis of the miami hurricanes from top to bottom I'm headed into their game at Cal Field at Texas A&M. Um, big shout out to give a shout out to your boy. Definitely big shout out to Cam Underwood over there at State of the U.com. State of the U. Um, so yeah, we we had a nice conversation, and I actually got Texas A&M's side right on their 17 points. Not so close, not so fast on uh, the Miami side of things. So yeah, we we have a we got a lot to talk about, and we can jump right into this thing. Oh yeah, uh, week week three was week three was a, had a lot. Every time I keep saying, I, I guess I'm just gonna have to stop shortchanging things because I, I said, oh, this week's not gonna be. It's kind of a uh, I guess week, and we had some craziness. So we'll just we started it off last week with uh, with the Miami Hurricanes facing off against the Texas A&M Aggies. Uh, at Kyle Field, and this one was a nine o'clock start. Uh, Canes came in uh, after came in two and zero after facing off against uh, your hated rival, the Bethune Cookman uh, Wildcats and Southern Miss Eagles. They were two and zero. This game was kind of it was interesting. It was very interesting uh, from the beginning. I I didn't think either offense was really that explosive. Uh, a chain, the running back for Texas A and M, got off a little bit. Uh, but the Canes kind of kept him in, kept him bottled up very much um, from top to bottom. Just for me, um, the Canes outplayed Texas A&M top to bottom. Uh, time of possession, uh, yards. Really, only thing we there there was really the only real hiccup was penalties, um, and statistically at least penalties and. Um, Penalties and what was the and turnover and a turnover it was a fumble. Uh, Tyreek Stevenson dropped a muffed a punt early, kind of got over that. Missed two field goals, so you left six points on the board. And also there was a missed field goal and there was a blocked field goal. Uh, one one of those was like a fifty yarder, but Borogales missed four field goals all last year. He's already missed two uh, because of that. So miscues, receivers can't catch a cold. They can't run a route. They can't do diddly poo. <laughs> shout, shout out to um, Coach Mora for that one. I, I had to edit it a little bit, but yeah, we couldn't do. We couldn't. We couldn't catch the ball. We couldn't run a route. We couldn't do diddly poo. Uh, the receivers were the problem offensively. Tyler Van Dyke uh, didn't play terrible, but you know, I, I remember there used to be a time they'd say good quarterbacks could could literally throw in the dark to their sure-handed receivers. And it didn't matter if the lights were on or not. You know, the timing was good. That ball was good. Well, that wasn't at Miami. I don't know 
who's who I don't know if that might have been Peyton and Marvin, maybe Irvin and maybe Mike Evans and John and Johnny football, somebody. It definitely wasn't Tyler Van Dyke and somebody else. Um, because there were some Tyler threw some 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 good balls to these guys, but I mean just Rashard Smith on fourth down at the end, I mean, it hit him in the face. And it's just the timing was off. I think Xavier Restrepo, like we spoke about uh, on on the preview of this thing, not being there, he's there, he, he's a third, a number three on any other team, but he's our number one, and Tyler definitely missed him. Um, the defensive side of the ball was I, I very encouraged. I mean, Leonard Taylor was living in the backfield. Uh, the safeties were looking good. The corners were looking good. Shout out to DJ Ivy. He usually has uh, crap running down his leg throughout about run after about the third quarter, um, but he actually looked pretty good. Linebackers looked pretty good to hold this team to 17 points, which I mean it's not really that hard because Jimbo and his slow methodical offense doesn't really do much. Um, but yeah, it, it just was a lot of miscues. For once in life, the defense held up their end, but the offense. Not so much. At least the passing. No, let me let me edit that in the moment. The passing game did not hold up its end because the running game and Henry Parrish and the rest of those guys held up their end. Uh, are you finished? Yeah, I think I'm done. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> now, let's look at this from a non-biased standpoint. Ooh. <laughs> The Canes had their first test of the season after playing two patsies, two teams that they should have won. Mm-hmm. I think the overall, and they went on the road against for their first test. And you know what? They failed this test. Why? Because they could not pass the ball. Why? Because they could not run the ball when they needed to run the ball. They could not establish any offensive flow. So let's give Texas A&M some credit coming off of that debacle last week against, you know, who we, we're going to talk about that to you a little later on. Yeah, we'll talk about um, <laughs> But give Jimbo credit. If anyone knows Miami, even the, the, the new Miami team, the new regime with the new coaching staff, which is really – old you is Jimbo Fisher for the years that he played with I mean where he coached at FSU so he knows how the U wants to operate I think this is more of Miami's not ready for prime time quite yet than anything else I didn't think their quarterback play was all of that Uh, um, you blamed it on the young receivers yeah, the receivers didn't play well, but geez, give them, give them a shot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, the the fumble on the on the punt was ugly. Uh, you cannot have that at all. But I just thought overall, Miami just showed that they were not ready for prime time, and it's going to take the the um, getting back to. The standards of the old U is going to take more than two games against subpar competition. I'm through. If Miami does not find 
receivers and they take away Will Mallory, any team does. It's going to be a long year. I think the ceiling on this offense is going to be a, it's going to be very tough. In the running game looked okay. Offensive line looked okay. Uh, a lot of the routes were long developing routes. You got to have some short stuff. Um, take the pressure off of that quarterback. Got to dial it up. Got to get better. I'll leave it at that. Um, Texas A&M again won 17 to nine. Um, very. I'll leave this one at this. The last drive left me left me really puzzled. Um, or the second to last drive um, with about. Two minutes or so, just letting uh, Rashard Smith catches the ball. It was after like multiple penalties. It was like second and or it was like third and thirty, and that's what Kane stayed in a lot of third and long. Um, just very head scratching to see everyone look. Actually, no, I, I, I'm my apology. It was the last drive. Very very head scratching that. On third down, you throw it short, you get a little bit of the yardage back, and then everyone looks confused, and then everyone's scrambling around. No one's really knowing what to do with about 20 seconds left, and we just throw a little little, little stick route uh, to Rashard Smith where he just he has the option to sit it down or, or cut, it, cut it outside, and it just looked – everyone looked confused, and – those are the types of things. It doesn't matter if you're Alabama or Miami or App State, who we'll be talking about in a minute. Uh, it doesn't matter who you are. If you're playing like that with no real intention at the end of, end of a game, intention, focus, these are all the things that you talk about in those off-seasons, off-season uh, meetings and practices that come up in a game and you're like, oh, that's what they were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We'll get back. Right. We, got, we got Middle Tennessee State coming up. We'll get back right. Yeah, you you'll be three or one, maybe. maybe. Ooh, maybe. Just don't play App State. No, no, we're not playing them again. But speaking of App State, speaking of App State, you know, at last week after beating Texas A and M, you know, there's always that that thing that monkey on your back of that says, you know, and we actually talked about it. Don't let a team beat you twice. Well, they didn't let they didn't beat you, but they had the things that they were doing, you know, the attrition that a team like a App State feels after playing a team like Texas A&M, where they have more bodies and they can rotate more. It came, it showed, it really showed against Troy, and it came down to a last second uh, hail mary, shades of Wisconsin. Uh, was it Wisconsin, Michigan State? At the end of a game, might have been Russell Wilson, if I remember correctly. They called it Little Giants, if I remember correctly. (laughs) Well, I'm taking it back to like 2012, 2013. But if you're a Wisconsin fan, you understand. Um, Taking it back that far, they needed everything. They needed all of it. I literally had turned away from this thing because I was, oh, this game's over. And I text you, and you, or you text me, and you say, Miracle and Boone, and I'm like, wait, pause. What what's going on? <laughs> this one, like, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa! And I go back, and I'm like, oh my god, it just, this just happened. App yeah, State, App State is 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 a miracle team this year. <laughs> I mean, quarterback, let's see, they're 57 yards out. Quarterback makes a 50 yard pass. <laughs> 
Nothing cheap and deep, right? <laughs> <laughs> Tapped it around right into the arms uh, of Friendly Fire, who got a perfect block. How do you even think about blocking in that situation? But without the block, he doesn't get into the end zone. Gets into the end zone. All hell breaks out. Oh, my goodness. App State wins. Miracle on the mountain. And I didn't think, no, I'm not going to say that. Uh, Yeah, it was. uh, (laughs) I know where you're going with that. Don't do that. I'm not not going there today. I'm not. Even though it's a holy day, I'm not doing it. Um, But heck of a win. Heck of a, I mean, and they had to win this game. I mean, geez. I mean, they had the whole college world looking at them. Dago College Game Day was there. You, you, you have to show out and show, and they did, and and they came back and somehow found a way to win. This team has played all their games have been within like three points. I think I think all three games combined. All three games have been by like a total nine score points eight, total. Eight points. Eight points. Or no, so nine. I'm sorry, nine. Yeah, you're right. Nine, nine points. And they very well could be, should be. Undefeated. Yeah. Two point conversion away from being undefeated. Yeah. I mean <laughs> I mean, and it and it doesn't get any easier for them. They get James Madison coming up and they can yeah. score points. Um I got I actually have a little bit of a connection there. Uh, one of my final uh kids that I coached, uh coaching at the great Kathleen High School. Uh, they he's still he's in, Lakeland, in Lakeland, Florida, of course. Uh, Reggie Brown, shout out to him, uh, wide receiver number two. Uh, he's still there, and ah, I'm sorry, App State, you might have to catch an L. You know, you know, we you know what we you know how we are out, out here. You know, we gotta we gotta take care of family first, so um, but we'll talk about that down the road. But this App State game had everything you wanted, and it, this is what it's like week to week in these power five conferences. If this is what you want app state and you want to be maybe an ACC team one day, this is what it's like every single week. Well, I think conference games, I mean, conference games in general are like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I, so, and it doesn't matter on what level you are because you play a team enough. Um, and if you're around enough, you have uh, you know that teams tend to season what they like to do. Um, very, very interesting point with the um, Texas A&M beating them up basically um, and, and wearing them down. Not so sure. Not ready to give that to them yet. Uh, only because of, I mean, Troy is not a bad team. And anyone who thought that Troy was going to go there and just lay down is totally don't know Troy. So and being, being someone who follows one double A football or FCS football, uh, I, I, I've seen the development of Troy into what they are now, the program that they are now. So that wasn't going to be a, a, a cakewalk. Never is when you play Troy, no matter where it is. 
but good win for um, good win for App State and we, and hey and JMU James Madison. You're right. Is another tough squad who <laughs> who if you you think you just gonna go up to uh, come up to Virginia Northern Virginia and um, with a cakewalk, then you gonna get another L. So. What else you like yesterday? Uh, Washington. I know I haven't talked mm. about Washington in in a while. It's it's probably been since Jake Browning was there. What the Nationals? We talking about the Capitals? No, no, no the Huskies. No, no. The Huskies. Ooh. Oh, the Huskies. Oh. Yeah, I don't talk about Washington football much at all. Um, but oh, they I don't either. Uh, and <laughs> so here's a here's one for you. Um, so Washington has had back to back. So in the past 20 games before Washington hired Kalen DeBoer as a head coach and Michael Penix transferred from, from Indiana last year, mm-hmm. the Washington Huskies topped the 300-yard passing mark just twice. Mm. Do you know how hard that is in the world of everyone's throwing the football week in and week out? I mean – it's really hard to not have a 300-yard passing game in today's spread offense of football. But to only have done it twice, I mean, we're talking Jake Locker, um, Michael Penix now, Jake Browning, who was basically a Kellen Moore clone. Um, can't remember those guys. If I remember his last his quarterback, Price, he was a, he was a monster. Uh, as far as throwing the football, but imagine this is—it's been a while. That's a long time to say you've only had 300 passing yards in in a game twice in 20 years. There's a there's a line about that somewhere. Um, there's there's a hip hop one 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 classic album every 10 year 10 year average. Mm. Shout out Jay Z. Yeah, mm. yeah. That's that sounds about right. Um, but yeah, Washington has a pretty explosive offense. Uh, their latest performance saw Michael Penix throw for 397 yards and four touchdowns over over Washington State. Or I'm sorry, over Michigan State, uh, which a Michigan State team that I thought would actually hold this team in in check. Um, yeah, this team looks really explosive. Uh, they ranked 107 nationally last year in scoring at only 21 and a half points. Do you know how easy it is to score in today's college football with the hash marks being so wide, so much more wider than the NFL? Um, but right now they're averaging 43 and or 45.3 points per game uh, in their last three outings. Mr. Penix, who who has thrown for 1,079 yards and 10 touchdowns, to only one INT. I mean, talk, talk about night and day. I mean, this team, I thought after all the trauma that they had losing, uh, Chris Peterson leaving, having all the scandal, firing a head coach, bringing another one in, this isn't what I expected from a Washington team that had all of that going on. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Michael Penix uh, Jr. from Pasco High School here in uh, Pasco County, Florida. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Um, 390, you, you called it, 397, four touchdowns. Very disappointing. Very disappointed in in Michigan State. Not not, not what I expected. I, I did 
I didn't see that coming at all. Uh, at all. Yeah, may, maybe this is the old Huskies that I used to watch back in the day because the, the recent iterations of, of that squad hasn't been um, quite as explosive. This was a beatdown. This was something that will catch people's attention, especially beating a team like um, Michigan State. And, and staying in the Pac-10, no, 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 Pac 10, 24. I didn't finish it. Pac <laughs> 10, 24, 36, whatever they are today. Uh, shout out to Oregon. <laughs> what in the world? BYU, who is BYU? Yeah, I, I don't know I... whether to be more impressed with Oregon's performance or BYU's lackluster performance. I have no idea who this BYU squad is. I've missed them three times out of three. So uh, let's keep BYU off. The, keep them uh, off the docket. Yeah. Yes, please. please. Yeah. Because I have I have no idea who they are. Yeah. Yeah, that one, it really surprised me. I mean, uh, defensively, Oregon just looked explosive on the defensive line. They were getting home on a regular basis. I was kind of flipping in in and out of that game, and um, it just – Oregon was hitting big plays. I was like, hold on, this is not the Oregon. This is not the Bo Nix. I, I saw Bo Nix drop a dime from about 60 yards, and I'm like, hold on. That's not Bo Nix. That's somebody else. That is not Bo Nix. And he took his helmet off, and it was Bo Nix. I thought it might have been like Justin Herbert, you know, trying to come back and play two games in a week. You know, you know how some of those guys like to do. So, but yeah, Oregon, Oregon definitely laid it all over uh, BYU, uh, forty-one to twenty. Uh, one that really, this one caught my eye big time. Actually, two. One I'll keep is very close to home. Uh, a score that I didn't expect at all. Um, <laughs> so, uh, talking to talking to a former Gator and Coach Cornelius over at uh, Fort Meade High School, actually, Jamel Cornelius. Some of you Gator fans may remember. Shout that out name. JC, hope all yeah, is well. Yeah. So I said, you guys have some some L's on your schedule. You know, Kentucky's one of them. Georgia, Tennessee, Florida State, more than likely. Yeah, you got some L's on your schedule. So Utah was also one of them, but, you know, it, it didn't happen. But I said, um, he said, oh, no, we're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. We're good. We're good. And then I saw USF drop 28 on them, and I said, oh, and you guys only dropped 31? What happened, coach? Come on, coach. If you're going to talk to me like that, you got to you gotta seal the deal early. This is USF we're talking about. Another strange game. Um Hats off to to USF for driving up the hour and a half to Gainesville and putting more than a scare in the Gators. I mean, if it wasn't for uh, Britton Cox Jr. on defense, and people may say, well, he didn't really have all those stats and all that. But if you look at the pressures he put on USF those last three drives, and the plays he made on those last three drives, uh, you will see what I'm talking about. Just incredible. And they needed it because they were they were teetering on 
<laughs> a, a, a bad loss to to a USF team that really isn't there yet, but showed a lot of potential with the running game. Uh, the quarterback is, you can tell he has some zip with that arm. Now, where it's going isn't always. I was going to say where it's going. Ooh. That's not always, he's not the most accurate person yet, but um, they played one heck of a game. And I mean, had me switching back and forth because just just the way they played. Um, hats off to USF, but Florida. Um, ooh, did I not say not pop the brakes on AR fifteen? I'm gonna that, yeah. that's the nickname, and it's gonna yeah. stick here. Uh, yeah. I said pump the brakes, make yeah. him make him sit in the pocket and think, and well. 10 of 18 and two INTs and 112 yards, seven carries for 24. Mm. Mm. Shout out to Mondrell Johnson, though. Uh, he, the the transfer from, from Louisiana that Billy Napier brought with him, eight carries for 120, I'm sorry, 103 yards, touchdown. Tra- uh, Travis Etienne's little brother, Trevor, had just under 60 yards and a touchdown. Naquan Wright. Uh, that name, if that name sounds familiar to you, sir, Miami mm-hmm. Carroll City, uh, actually played against Lake Gibson High School in the state championship game. Yeah. Been, it's been a minute, been a minute, yeah. been a minute. Uh, he's been he's been kind of in the stable too. He had a eight, had thirty seven yards and touchdown. All to say, run the football, uh, Billy Napier. Yeah, run yeah. the football. Yeah, if, if anyone was catching, and I was tweeting sporadically uh, last night, uh, mostly about that game, and I said, if Florida passes the ball once on that final drive, I, you know, they Napier deserved to get whatever was coming his way because they were having so much success on the ground, and then <clears> – <throat> coaches want to get so cute and say, okay, well, they know we're going to run the ball, so let's just pass the ball. Why? The running, they haven't stopped you running the ball all day long. Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? I mean, stop it. If it works one time, if it works two times, if it works five times, if it works ten, twenty, keep doing it until they stop you. Just like in Little League, Pee Wee, whatever kind of football you want to say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Absolutely. It. Absolutely. Uh, the other one that ca- that really caught my eye was Oklahoma. Um, over the last few years, so Dylan Gabriel, U- UCF transfer. One, we're throwing, double, we're throwing double passes in this game. We're throwing screens <laughs> that turn into double passes into this game. But the one thing he threw for 230 30 yards and two touchdowns and added a 61 yard run that I was like, whoa. Um, I got skills, was, man. I got skills. You know, he said in the in his in the post game, he said, you know, I slowed down to just to kind of check check out what was going on around me. I'm like, you slowed down? Wait, 
you you throttled it down just a little bit. <laughs> like I watched a good portion of this game and I knew it was going to be bad. I knew Mickey Joseph wasn't getting a, getting a W in this one. You don't even waste your time evaluating on this one. You throw this tape complete. You know they say throw the tape away. It's a bad game. You should throw you should throw the tape away. Throw the trash can that you put that tape away in. Throw just exit the entire building, knock that building down and then start over. <laughs> Okay, that's how bad this game was. I mean, it was over before it started. But the thing I like about this Oklahoma team that may keep them in the playoff discussion down the road, and we'll see. We'll see. It's early. Let me get past Texas first, and then we can we'll see how things go. Lincoln Riley was never he was known for offense, but his defenses let him down more times than not. Well, Brent Venables ain't letting that happen. He's bringing the Brent Venables I know from past Oklahoma and on to Clemson back to Oklahoma. He is bringing pressure. He is applying pressure. He is blitzing from every angle. We're going man underneath, zero coverage. And we say, look, if your guy is better than my guy, but I know he's not. So be it Casey Thompson is having nightmares. He woke up having nightmares about today, last night's game. Mm, 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 mm. You know, the the one thing that I found out that I, well, I confirmed, <clears throat> because we already knew, but this was just confirmation. No change of head coach is going to help Nebraska out this year. They're not good. Period. Period. Just period. And on that note, I mean, with, with head coaches getting their first wins, Shout out to Coach Freeman at Notre Dame, getting that first dub and not getting run out like Scott Frost this week. So uh, congrats to him. But, yeah, back to uh, Nebraska. Yeah, I heard they took away the black shirts this week, said they're going to have to earn them. Those black, they might be in storage for a long time, ladies and gentlemen. This is not going to be an easy fix. I text you probably halfway through that game, and I said, looking at this schedule, where are the other wins coming from? Like, let's really, really think about this thing. Like, where are the wins coming from for Nebraska to literally have an opportunity? And just for the fans out there that may not know their schedule, uh, October 1st, uh, we have Indiana. Uh, The 7th, they go to... Uh, Piscataway to face off against Rutgers at Purdue. They come back home on the 29th uh, to face Illinois, who's been sneaky good. And then it it, it really begins. November <laughs> 5th, Minnesota at the Big House on the 12th to face off against Michigan. Good old Wisconsin on the 19th. And Iowa, who can't score a damn point but can stop anybody. Uh, to finish it off. Where are the wins? Help me. Uh, and, and as the Texans went back and forth yesterday, they have two opportunities in, in October. They, they better take advantage of or just do. Rutgers, and I hope you don't think that one of those opportunities oh, no. is Rutgers uh, because it, Rutgers the fight? No, we're not talking about the fight. Shiano's. I mean, they got to win. They got to beat Indiana. And uh, who's the who's the last team they played? Illinois. 
Illinois. Illinois. Because yeah. they're not going to fight. The, they're not going to beat the fight in Shiano's. I mean, it's going to be <laughs> tough, tough sledding for this, for anybody at Nebraska. And if you think Urban Meyer is going to come in there and change the program, good luck. Oh, did you hear the crowd? Uh, 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 well, I saw you, the crowd. Hire Urban Meyer. T-shirts. And, 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 I mean, and, and, and while they were doing the game, Fox was doing the game, the pregame, the crowd is chanting, Urban Meyer, we want Urban. We want Urban. Like, really? Really? All right, be careful what you wish for because mm-hmm. you may get them. One of the things I noticed, and this one's this one's always interesting. Um, so basketball schools are branching out a little bit, right? Kansas, UCLA, North Carolina, Duke, Syracuse, and Indiana are all undefeated to start the season. <laughs> What's going on? I mean, we're talking we're talking basketballs. Kansas got a dub, okay? Kansas got a dub against a Houston team that can actually score. Let's see, Houston's another one of them teams that, that just, just yeah, let just, me down back to back weeks. Yeah, back to back weeks. Yeah. Um hey man, you, you, we do more in the south than just play football. We can hoop too. <laughs> yeah, we hoop too. Exactly. Or I mean we we I say that daggone reversed. We do more than play <laughs> basketball. We can play football too. So Okay. Um, okay. 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 Yeah. Um, congratulations to those teams. Don't get um, too excited about it. Um, yeah. Don't get too excited because um, Duke, you get you get to see Miami and pit, a pissed off Miami at some point, a Pitt team that's not that bad, a North Carolina team that can score. Yeah, North Carolina, you get to see a pissed off Miami. You get to see a Pitt team that's gonna have that. Uh, they're the defending ACC champs. You see, I, they're the running theme of this. Syracuse, you get to see Clemson and Florida State and a Louisville team that I will never, and I mean never, ever, ever put my money on ever again. You had (laughs) one job. You had one job up 10 points to stop a six foot seven receiver who doesn't run much more than a four seven against a quarterback, a backup quarterback. You had one job, Louisville. Just one. Just one. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. It, it, it's it's okay, it's okay. Um, shout out to the fighting um um Kellys and yeah, LSU. Kelly got him a dub. <clears throat> uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Brian Kelly got him a dub. Both of them actually got a dub. It's hard to go. I'm telling you, even though that game. Uh oh, I think we lost you, Rick. I think we lost you. It's hard to go when you're muted. Yeah, it's very hard to go back when you're muted. (laughs) The people, the powers that be said, we don't want to hear about this. Yeah, yeah, and, and so I'm going to just be quiet and, and <laughs> yeah, leave and Brian just, Kelly alone before you get muted again. I don't know what happened. Yeah, yeah, I think it's some of that, some of that mojo. No, I'm leaving it alone. Leaving it alone. Um, 
what else we got? Uh, top um, in any 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 game stickers or any helmet stickers or um, so game we stickers got, you want to give away? So, we, so before we go into the superlatives, as we do, um, Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. Um, good, good this, team. So re- really good team. You know they they won that la- that national championship thing they do last year in that playoff. They picked right. up where they left off. Um, right. Georgia's they're outscoring opponents one hundred and thirty to ten. Okay. They made quick work of South Carolina. Brock mm-hmm. Bowers, it was the Brock Bowers show last week mm-hmm. or on or last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, but um, Spencer Rattler. Yeah, Mr. Spencer Rattler, if you can hear my voice in any way, shape, form, or fashion. It always comes back around, don't it? It always comes back around. All of the, I mean, he was just a, for, better, for lack of better words, a bit of an asshole. Throughout his um, throughout his time, whether it was QB one, whether it was at Oklahoma, and it's coming back around, and but now you're not winning, and it and you're still that guy. Boy, boy, Georgia humbled them. Ooh. Okay, okay, easy on the college student. Now he's just a kid. He's not getting. I can't even say they're not getting paid anymore because some of them are. A lot of them are. I so can't even say that anymore. Um, but let's let, let's let's just call a spade a spade though. South Carolina's not good. They're they're around the lower tiers of the um, of the SEC. Thus, uh, we expect Georgia to whip up and down and all around. Just like they did. I mean, Spencer Rattler, <clears throat> I already I always said you should have gone to Fab U. Would have been Rattlers for Rattler, but you didn't listen, so good luck where you are. Hmm. But I'm not going to just diss you like my co host did just there. Tough man. Leave the kids alone, man. We like the kids. We like Georgia. The kids. Georgia isn't just a, a defensive football team anymore. Stetson Bennett, Stetson Bennett broke someone's ankle so bad, so bad. And if I, if you, when, when we get out of here, I, I will send that clip to you. When you go ahead and retweet that at Rick Brown ninety one, of course. But make sure you retweet that because I've seen. I mean, it was on some Kyrie Irving, and I know we're not the basketball show, but yeah, Kyrie Irving would have loved that one. I mean. Hmm. He he, Stetson Bennett has a new nickname, the Ankle Bully. There we go, the Ankle Bully. Um, yeah, he yeah he he really just completely obliterated someone's ankles. Um, but Brock Bowers, it's when I said it was the it's been the Brock Bowers show. Um, interesting, and I and me being the college football connoisseur that is, um, knowing this. You know the last time a tight end won a Heisman Trophy? Can you tell me? I know. The last time a tight end won the Heisman. Mm-hmm. It was before I was born. Oh, absolutely. If it's ever happened. It's, <laughs> if it, it's, well, only, it's, I'm sure. it's happened one time. One time. So, hell. What are we, what are we looking for? An, an army team or something like that? I mean, mm. I don't know. I'll just give you a year, 1949. That's the last time. 1949? 1949. So we Hell, know we my were... parents were, were barely born in 49. 
shoot, forty nine. Who was the do? Who will we we'll be talking about some Ivy League schools or? Uh, go ahead, t- tell us all. So, Heisman Trophy winner in nineteen forty nine was Leon Hart, tight end. Okay, so from we all where? from where? Give me one. You can't give me information. Yeah, Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. I had it. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yeah, Notre Dame. Tight end for Notre Dame. You have I to mean, remember that. Yeah, they they didn't throw the football a lot back then, though. So right. yeah, I mean that that was a different level of football back then. They didn't throw the football a ton. He caught nineteen passes for two hundred and fifty-seven yards and five touchdowns. Rushed and eighteen gave, times. And they gave him the Heisman for that. Yes, and and also you know those guys played both both ways. He had eighteen <laughs> carries, seventy-three yards. Uh, three returns, three fumble recoveries on defense. So yeah, yeah, that's all it took to win a, on an undefeated thirty-six and zero in two ties. Um, they that no those Notre Dame teams claimed three national titles. Hmm. Okay. He was also the number one pick in the nineteen fifty NFL draft. Tight okay. end. So, so so saying that, are you saying that? Um. Um. Are you are you starting the campaign for BB for Heisman? No, well, no, no. And the numbers look great. The number, I mean, his numbers have been amazing over the last little while of game, last stretch of games. So over the last seventeen games for him, nine games with at least a touchdown. Six the games. Last seventeen least, games. Yes. W- wouldn't it be his first seventeen games? Oh no, he's. <laughs> I'm sorry, he played seventeen games. I'm sorry, he played seventeen games. Uh, so far in his career, and uh-huh. he has nine touchdowns in the first nine touchdowns, um, one 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 touchdown in nine games, six games with at least two touchdowns, two games with at least three touchdowns. So Brock mm-hmm. Bowers is killing it. And if you saw that game, he made a catch in the back of the end zone where I'm just like, he's a freak. It's over. Just go ahead and just like we can we can go ahead and he's not he's not your traditional tight end where you think oh he's blocking no he's not blocking anybody Brock Bowers is um and I've said this since I've seen him I think he's Greg Olson but much better mm. Mm. so if you guys if if you guys remember yesteryear Greg Olson from you know the U um, tight end U that is. Um, so yeah, we, if you have a chance, please go back and go, go catch his highlight. It it was very much a, um, it was a very good show. Very good show. Yeah. Another three touchdowns for Brock yesterday. Um, I think one was rushing, wasn't it? Two receiving Uh, one rushing? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Tight ends are getting rushing touchdowns now. I mean, He's a weapon. At this point, he's just a weapon. What you can't, you can't say much more. You can't say anything bad about the guy. I mean, I haven't found any real hole in his game. And then you have two other monsters on his team in Darnell, um, Darnell Jenkins, and I'm sorry, Darnell Washington and uh, Eric Gilbert, who are two other monsters, six four and six seven, respectively. 
You got a basketball team. Your receivers aren't touching. Do they are? What's gonna? Is this gonna be true or false? And, and we can go ahead and we can. I'll put this one out. Georgia tight ends have more production than Georgia receivers by the end of the year. True or false? Are you asking me or, the, or, no, or I'm asking or you. The, I'm putting it out there for you. Yeah. Oh, for me. Oh, I thought yeah. you was asking. I was, thought you was asking the audience. Uh, false. False. Okay. Okay. False. Okay. We shall see. False. I mean, we now shall... one will lead them. <laughs> Bowers will lead them, but the others, no, no. Okay. No, 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 okay. No, Bowers okay. is all that though. I mean, that's that's just real. He, just to put he, it out there, Brock Bowers, ten catches, two touchdowns, two hundred sixteen yards, leads the team in, in receiving right now. Yeah. So, so, and a running back leads their team in catches. So. <laughs> Mm. Mm. That okay. that that's scary then because yeah, that's very scary. Once their receivers catch on, get it, catch on. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, um, I caught you. Oh, <laughs> nice. Uh, they could be scary, scary. That offense. Yeah, that that team could be really, really scary. Um, defensively. Alabama's gonna have their hands full down the road. Just gonna put it out there. I know, I know we're 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 overlooking a lot of different like we're over I've just overlooked Tennessee, Florida, um, LN and Auburn, but um I think everybody's overlooking Auburn, especially Nittany Lions. I, I did that on purpose. Um the SEC who? SEC what? Oh, okay. Penn State just went back. They swept the Tigers. So yeah, we don't we don't have anything to say about that one. But uh so, but superlatives. Let's jump Perfect. into our superlatives. So um offensive player of the week for you. What say you? I'll let you start it off. Uh Michael Penix. I I, I mean my my Pasco County homeboy. 397, four touchdowns. I mean, hell of a performance, but uh, side shout out to Syracuse quarterback Garrett Schrader, not for the numbers, but for that dime of a pass. And if you would have seen that fourth quarter, I, I, I couldn't take my eyes from that game yesterday. The teams combined for 40, 42 points in the fourth quarter <laughs> um, yesterday, and Ending with um, Schrader making that, like I said, a dime of a touchdown pass in the final minute to lead Syracuse to victory. Uh, hats off to Syracuse and to Michael Penix, Pasco County zone, Pasco High School zone. I got to go Dylan Gabriel, former uh, the UCF transfer, 16 to 27, 230, two touchdowns. Also hit you with a 60-yarder. For a touchdown, I mean, he had to throttle it down so you can watch him a little bit longer so he could catch out, catch out, go ahead and catch what everybody else was doing, you know, just check out the scene before he went in for a score, put uh, Nebraska out of their misery. Oklahoma looks like they're picking up where they left off, and he's part of that. Uh, Dylan Gabriel for me. True, true, true. true. Defensive. Defen- the defensive – uh, player of the week for me. This one was tough, but I think I'd have to go with, with Brenton Cox Jr. Just because putting away a, a team like he put away USF 
I mean, the pressure, the pressure that yeah. they, that he is able to put on teams. Florida's always been a place where you can find good D linemen. Mm. He might be one of the ones that might have a shot. Yeah, uh, nine tackles, um, two QB hits. Um, and that doesn't tell the story. Like I said, <clears throat> if it was not for him, Florida loses that game. I'm telling you, they lose that game. Uh, if I'm wrong, Gator fans, uh, tell me, <laughs> show me. <laughs> How else did you win that game? Because y'all couldn't stop USF. But anyway, that's another story. Yeah, you couldn't stop yourselves from almost shooting yourselves in the foot. But mm. um, Cox is also my. Um, well, I guess I gave y'all that hit early on, but he's my. Uh, D player of the week. Game of the week, and there are a few because I just didn't. We thought it was going to be one of those. Oh, I guess, I guess this is going to be a good week, and it, it every week. Every, this is the thing about college football that I love more than anything, more than the NFL. In the NFL, every game counts. In college football, every game really has something to it, and. Yeah, game of the week for me. Um, I want to say my, that Miami game, but that Florida State-Louisville game went down to the wire for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it went down to the wire for me and just seeing all the craziness. Sorry, App State, you had no business having to struggle like that. Um, but just the drama that ensued in that game, your quarterback goes down. You still find a way. You have a six foot seven monster receiver who catches an absolute dime, an absolute dime from Jordan Travis. Um, Florida State was down, and what they were down ten. And I didn't even I didn't get to catch the first half of this game. I was actually uh, at a Kevin Hart um, comedy show Friday night, and. I was like, oh, man, I forgot Florida State's playing Louisville. Got to see those guys lose. They're losing them. And, and I got the game going on going on in the car ride back. And I'm like, wait, pause, no, no. And, I, you know, as you hear it, you don't see it. But then you see the highlight later, and you're like, yeah, those guys had no chance. Florida State <laughs> found a way. And um, Jordan Travis got hurt on the play, on that deep ball to Johnny Wilson, the six foot seven monster receiver who had um, – he had 149 yards on seven touches, on seven catches, two touchdowns, a seven foot receiver going 50. I'm sorry, six foot seven uh, receiver going up, going 60 yards on somebody on an absolute dime. That game had everything you wanted. Louisville being Louisville, finding ways to lose games that they have no business losing. You had yeah, one job, Louisville, one just one. A hell of an atmosphere there. It was it was it was great. It was it was great. Friday. It was a great Friday night game. My game of the week: uh, Syracuse thirty-two, Purdue twenty-nine. Like I said, it, it was like ten to nine going into the the fourth quarter, <laughs> and that's how it ended in regulation. I mean, the teams just went back and forth, back and forth in that fourth quarter. Um, shout out to Syracuse for the home victory. And last but not least, helmet sticker, standout player of the week for you. 
who is that player? Who gets the, the prized helmet? Uh, we talked about the usual suspects. My helmet sticker and goes to college game day for thinking outside the box and doing something that they should do more often. Visit more programs than just the the usual suspects, the Ohio States and the Notre Dames and the Alabamas and all of that for going to Boone, North Carolina, up in the mountains. And the mountains gave them one hell of a game. Not only one hell of a game, but one hell of a visit. Uh, Beautiful scene there. My helmet sticker goes to college game day. Sorry. Sorry, everybody else, but I just thought that was awesome. My helmet sticker goes to one Brock Bowers. What you, the performance you put on on Saturday was just ridiculous. You are ridiculous. Who, who actually said that, man? You are ridiculous. It was that I think that was one Kenny Smith in a in a dunk contest. Vince Carter, you are ridiculous. Brock Bowers, you are ridiculous. You get my helmet sticker for the week. Keep doing what you're doing. Put on for the tight ends. I put on for the city. Nope, we're on song. Anyway. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Um, so we had an upset, a real bad upset. And I didn't catch this one. I, I thought it was gonna be a one that wasn't gonna happen. Um the fight you're fighting Herm Edwards. Uh the fighting Herms, the fighting uh you play to wins. You know, you play to win the game, right? That's that's usually mm-hmm. what you do, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, they lost to Eastern Michigan. Hmm. Yeah, Eastern Michigan, 30 to 21 at home. At home. That's bad. Hmm. Herm, update your, your LinkedIn account, please. It's about Leave that. Herm alone. Herm is not getting fired. <laughs> everyone, lo- everyone loves Herm. Herm is fine. Okay. Okay. Just thought yeah, I'd put just, that one out there. Just a little slip up, that's all. Just a little slip. So as we look towards next week, uh, we have we get a Thursday, we got a couple Thursday night matchups. We have Virginia Tech versus West Virginia, who Virginia Tech got a win over Wofford. Good job, guys. Good job not to lose to another uh another school that you have no business losing to. Uh Boise State UTEP Friday night. Um Syracuse, Virginia Friday night. Um you know they said Virginia getting getting lucky. I mean, hey, don't sleep on ODU. They almost mm. upset another one. Mm. Um, we have so Vanderbilt said at the beginning of the year that this was their it was their time. This is their conference. They were ready. It was almost I almost felt like they were sending a shout out to Alabama. You know, and I remember years ago they said, "Oh, we're gonna we guarantee we're gonna beat Alabama." and Nick Saban got pissed off and said, "Oh yeah, here's 63. Hold hold 63 of these." And and it was the only time I've ever seen Nick Saban run up the score. Well, guess what, Vandy? This isn't your conference. Nick Saban is going to drop 60 on you, and he's probably got the worst Alabama offense he's had in a while. Put make that make sense. 
Yeah, Vanderbilt plays Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Mm, mm, okay. Uh, you, you're fighting USF Bulls face off against the Louisville Cardinal. Uh, at 12, that's a 12 o'clock kick. Uh, ACC action, we have Clemson facing off against Wake Forest, who they got everything they wanted uh, from Liberty. They, they came away with a 37-36 win, so they got everything they wanted. Number five, Clemson against number 19, Wake Forest. Uh, your Terrapins face off again. They're going to the big house. That'll be interesting. Uh, Talia Tunga Viola, he's, he's not a bad quarterback. He's not a bad college quarterback. Man, they struggled uh, against um, – who did they play? They didn't play Townsend. Whoever they played Saturday. They played, they played SMU. Yeah, yeah, SMU. SMU has a very – they have Brett Lashley, my former offensive coordinator, who likes to throw the ball deep. Yeah, he. I kind of expected that. I definitely expected that. Mm, mm. Um, a basketball school will will eventually will now be will at least have one loss. One of our basketball schools, Duke, Kansas. Boy, whoever thought Duke and Kansas would be undefeated and have to you know, you you see where I'm going with this? But um, no national championships, just a regular season undefeated streak on the line. Um, North Carolina, Notre Dame. I thought this game was going to be pretty good in the beginning with the beginning of the year. Uh, Notre Dame, if you stop Michael Meyer, it's if you can stop that team, if you can stop that tight end, their offense is not there. Uh, North Carolina can score points, we know that, so it's going to be a good defense versus a good offense. We always love those types of games. Um, Texas, Texas Tech, hmm, Texas might have a night, don't get too happy, Texas, don't get too happy. (laughs) Texas Tech team's pretty good. Um, a game that I'm actually looking forward to games. I'm actually looking forward to Madison, James Madison and at app state and Oregon facing off against Washington state. Washington state has quarterback cam ward who transferred up from incarnate word. One of the play, a very, very electric quarterback. Don't know if they'll have the horses to run with Oregon, but very, it's you, I think they'll be able to put up some points. Um, Arkansas, we have Arkansas, Texas A&M. Ooh, that'll be a very good one in the SEC West. Number 10, Arkansas facing off against number 24, Texas A&M. And I'm pretty sure more than likely your one of your premier games of the of the night is probably going to be – I can see college game day being in, in, in the horseshoe for Wisconsin, uh, Ohio State, or – or, yeah, that'd probably be it. That would probably that's probably gonna Stanford, Washington, maybe. Mm. No. no, so yeah, Wisconsin, no. Ohio, Wisconsin, Ohio State might be. We know how they love the Big Ten, so that that's gonna probably be the one of the the bigger games of the of the weekend as far as college game day is concerned. Uh, not a bad slate of games, honestly. Not a bad slate. I would love for them to be at Arkansas, Texas A&M. That game is probably going to be – that game is at Jerry World. So that may be the game of the week. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still not sold on this A&M squad, but – We outplayed them. We just didn't beat them. Mm. Mm. I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me, am I all right? Hell no. You okay, man? No, I'm not. Not at all. 
Not at all. Okay. But you guys okay. can check. You guys can check on me on Twitter at some point. Uh, Fred Produce CFB. Rick, we know. How, before we get, I didn't. I didn't check on you. How did your Rattlers go? How did that go for you this weekend? Uh, the Rattlers had a tough one during their bye week. They mm. partied like hell at the Ooh. moon and did some other things that they're not supposed to do. But um, now they're getting ready for game week. So um, let's just say okay. nobody got seriously up. injured and um, everyone is looking fine for next week. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. So we can... <laughs> We can we so we can uh we can definitely can go talk about all that partying because you know a little bit about that those parties on the hill don't you nope yeah. nope oh 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 no oh no 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 nope. see that's a whole another story for a whole another day let them know where they can reach you on Twitter man uh, you can find me on Twitter at Rick Brown ninety one hey and 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 I'm still waiting for that one person to tell me what the hell is a Tar Heel <laughs> damn. It's it's a it's a it's something that beats up on little leprechauns. Mm. <laughs> you know I hate Notre Dame, right? Something that has no defense. Yeah, no defense. Yeah, I hope they put seventy I, I, on I, Notre Dame. I wonder if they were in charge of the 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 the, the, the Southern troops during the Civil Ooh. War. Well, never mind. Ooh, don't <laughs> hey, don't do that. Hey. I don't have anything to do with that. You guys, all right, all right, all right. I'm not leaving that one alone. Yeah, I'm yeah. still looking forward to what is a Tar Heel. Shout out to College Football Overdrive. What up, Dewey Marketplace? What's happening? All right, guys. Until next week, where we will reconvene and talk about all our picks. By the way, I went eight. Even later this week, folks. Not next week. We are into next week. But yeah, you know, we're into. Yeah, we're you know, catching he's, he's still, for, Forgive my co-host. He's still a little. Um, uh, despondent over last night's game. No, I'm just hurt, dog. I'm hurt. Don't ask me. I'm all right. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Shout out to Ed Reed. I always <laughs> use that quote. Um, but until Wednesday when we reconvene here, make sure you can catch all the news and notes over at, call it, at CFB Overdrive on Twitter um, where we where we will talk about the latest and greatest in the world of college football. Until next week, or I'm sorry, until Wednesday, as 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 Rick Brown has let us know. Stay safe and peace. Peace.